Hello, Mixed Nut Cases. This is Nuke Joss, and we've got an episode of Nutty Bites for you today. One that should be kind of sticking around in your brain for a while. With me to explain what I'm being cryptic about. Hi, I'm Catchy. Well, no, I'm Tech, but uh, I hope to get stuck in your brain. <laughs> and we also have a good friend with us. Hello, I'm Sonorous Vox, the man whose voice might be stuck in your brain, but not for the same reasons. So, Tech, why don't you explain to the audience what exactly are we talking about? I want to talk about earworms. You know, those those songs, or more specifically, little snippets of songs that get stuck in your brain and just don't leave. Um, some people get this more than others, and I, I, I assume right now in at least some of our audience, there's a couple of people that are like, I don't get this. Well, I'm not talking to you. I talk to the rest <laughs> of it. To, to everybody else, some of us get songs stuck in our heads. Or snippets of speeches or parts of TV shows or a, a, maybe a punchline to a joke just repeating in your head again and again and again. And... uh I don't know, it tends to bug me quite a bit. So um, I, I, I woke up this morning with a song stuck in my head, and then I had this idea. I was like, I want to talk about this. So, And hopefully bother people with my, with my horrible singing. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so talking about earworms, um, this is one of these things. So I look it up on Wikipedia, and I find this absolutely fascinating. So this is, this is what I find funny. So they go, okay, earworm is actually uh, carried over from German, which... In English, if you want a really fancy word for something, just find the German compound word. And, you know, so the, the, the English earworm comes from the German orworm, which means earworm. Man, they really stretched themselves on that one, didn't they? But here's the, in, in German, orworm is their word for earwig, the little insect. Which is, you know, purported to crawl in people's ears. And so, now you've given a bunch of people the shivers and yeah, nightmares. Thank exactly. You. You're welcome. So, yeah. So, earworm means, in German, earworm, which is a word for an earwig. So, hey, there's that. But, yeah, so these little these little fragments of songs uh, get stuck in your head. And um, years and years and years ago, during a role-playing game, and I, 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 I'm pretty sure Vox doesn't remember this, but... We were role-playing out a scene, and my character had a song stuck in his head. And in the next uh, part of the description that Vox was doing as part of the story, he he brought up the song being stuck in someone's head. And I, I've always remembered what you said, Vox. You said it was a trick being played in your brain between your short-term and long-term memories. Mm. And, I don't, and, I, and I want, I've always wanted to ask you about that. Like, do you know where you got that, or do you have any more information on that to give? I honestly think I may have been just trying to sound smart at the time, but it you know makes what's really sense funny? now. You're dead on. <laughs> it it does make sense though, because it is that thing where it's like you you it, it's it's almost kind of akin to deja vu, where you start hearing the song, you know the moment that's going to come. It's already queued up in your brain, and it's dredged from long term memory into your short term memory and forced upon you, right? So so. Yeah. I'm not going to read the Wikipedia article out for people. You can go look it up yourself and just tell me exactly how wrong I am, but it's you have a a like a working memory part of your brain, like basically like RAM on a computer, which is your brain's scratch pad for little short-term things that it's doing. And mm. when you get something stuck in that RAM and it just recycles over and over again. I think, and I have no proof of this. I think that's why we only remember little snippets of songs. And not whole songs. Like you only get like I know for me it's maybe a three or four second at most little clip 
playing again because that's all your brain can hold or all my brain can hold. I don't know. Who knows about the size of my brain? But uh, how about you, Nutty? What's your experience with earworms? Oh, they come and go all the time. And I I, I did a little research myself. And um, apparently uh, some people, different kinds of brains have different experiences. There are definitely people that experience this more than others. Um, one of the things was apparently this is very common with people who have OCD, but that just because you have it, happen a lot does not mean that you have OCD. Yeah, it yeah, it yeah. comes with other things. But I think because I have ADD, it might be linked to that as well. Um, so I'm constantly having earworms. And for me, the best way to deal with an earworm is to play the song that I've been listening to. Uh, for some reason, it just satisfies me and it makes me feel better. Um, so recently I was having a freight train by Elizabeth Cotton in my head and I just kept singing it and singing it and singing it. So I went to YouTube and I found a freight train remix, uh, mix, you know, YouTube has all those different mixes. So I was listening to that and a bunch of other songs that are kind of in similar genre and it helped me work through it. Um, but I, you know, and, and now I'm falling down the blues wagon, which is wonderful rabbit hole to fall down. Um, but it definitely is one of those things that for me, satisfying that earworm is sometimes really, really helpful. But then, of course, there's when somebody gets an earworm in your head and it's a song that you hate. Oh, that is frustrating because <sighs> listening to the song will not help you. It'll just remind you how much you hate the the song. Oh, yeah. Or or when it's... uh no, exactly. When it's when it's a bad song, yeah. There's okay. a, but yeah, but uh, yeah. So you fell down the uh, you fell down the blues rabbit hole with freight train, freight train, train goes so fast. fast. Oh yeah, what a great freight song. Freight train, freight train. Yeah, it's a great song. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Cotton. Elizabeth Cotton, founder mm. of the Cotton Picking, co- Cotton Picking style of guitar playing. Yeah. I really. I thought you were going to say inventor of the cotton gin for a second, but no, <laughs> predates her by a couple of years. She was like in almost a hundred when she died, but uh, <laughs> the cotton gin is moderately older. But uh, yeah, there's nothing worse than getting a bad song stuck in your head. So the year that that really bad Rob, not Robin Thick, yeah, Robin Thick. Uh, Alan Thick's son, Robin Thick song came out. Is that blurred lines. Yes. Yeah, stop. Just stop. I don't want it to go in my head. Because the sad thing is the song it's based on is a really good song, but his song is like not a good song. And it was a number one song. Oh, that was such a hard year. That was such a hard year for me because it's catchy as all get out. But there's an entire there's an entire like sub genre of earworm. Mm. Uh, And these are songs that are specifically made to catch in people's heads because that's the point of an ad jingle. You want it to be memorable. You want it mm-hmm. to stick in people's heads. And I mean, we can all, and we, we, we've been thinking about doing a, uh, like an NCAA March Madness style bracket of best ad jingles. Oh yeah. Um, but mm. you know, I've never owned a cat in my life, but yet I know that I want chicken. I want liver. Meow mix, meow mix, please deliver. You know, they, they purposely write these things. To get them stuck in your brain and ad and ad copywriters are uh oh, brilliant. Oh, I wish I had an Oscar Mayer wiener. Is that how you think that song goes? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Making funny. There's but- two songs. There's also the uh my baloney has a first name, it's O S C A R Yeah. Wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I truly like to be. Or if I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. 
Everyone would mm-hmm. be in, in love, love with me. me. That's it. I can remember so, the last part. So I will, I will confess that largely I am one of those people that does not feel the compulsion to sing the song when <laughs> I hear it. It sits in my head, but my large, uh, my distaste, my distaste for uh, admitting I can sing in general kicks in. Yeah. And it's like, I don't dance and I don't sing. Um, there's no photographic evidence that exists in this world that I can do the former. I beg to differ. I beg yeah. to differ, my friend. Beg to differ. <laughs> I have but, witnessed it. But either way, I had the words pop into my head. I have at times in a, in a role playing game, in fact, in the Dungeons and Dragons game, I have long wanted to have a, a party, find an innocuous ring at some point in time, and then get shot into the future sessions later into the present day somehow through a portal and have the Oscar Mayer Wiener song pop up so that they get it stuck in their head. Because when they wish they are an Oscar Mayer Wiener, that Ring of Three Wishes will be listening. (laughs) (laughs) The the thing that's that's killer about the Oscar Mayer Wiener one is I do not eat Oscar Mayer and I do not eat hot dogs. So, (laughs) but yet the, the jingle remains. Well, and then there's the, the lovely, uh, the wonderful, um, near future reality of, uh, Demolition Man, that documentary about, about 10 years from now, I think it is when, um, when there's an entire, uh, station dedicated to nothing but radio jingles and the armor hot dog jingle comes on mm-hmm. that one. When I'm watching the movie, I will sing along with. Oh, no, you're right. We haven't, we haven't met that one. It's 2032. I know. I told you it's about five years or it's about 10 years from now. Eight, yeah, right? eight years. Uh, but I, I think it was only it was only about uh, ten years ago that uh, Simon Phoenix was put on ice, right? So, <laughs> oh, can't wait. Oh, the friend would have been, were about to begin. Of course, what would have been amazing is if, for some reason, Wesley Snipes were cryogenically frozen right around this the proper timeline. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I digress. In order to preserve the timeline, <laughs> Mister Snipes, into the liquid nitrogen, you go. Well, but that was a movie. I'm just an actor. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Sylvester Stallone just complained to the same thing. Hurry up, get in the ice. What? <laughs> Dennis Leary's sitting there cackling because he paid them to do that. Uh, next, we got to grab Arnold Schwarzenegger and throw him into that. Uh, throw him into that steel foundry. Oh, Oof. But um, well, that, we missed that. That was in the nineties. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. But um, I mean, there are there are some that uh, like um, we're, it's a perfect time of year to actually be. Um, talking about this because there is a rather, um, there, there is a rather apocalyptic challenge that kicks in around this year. I've already lost. Oh, you have, have yeah, you? But go ahead. Yeah. It's, it's time for the, uh, the Whamageddon. Right? Uh, you know, and, and Tech and I were talking about this and it's like, why of all the Christmas songs, that's the one we need to avoid. Cause it's, it's bad. It's not bad. No. <laughs> No, no, it's really it's not, not the I, worst, I, but no, I, I think it's because it is so prevalent and the fact that it makes it on all the playlists, but it's not, it's not so much out there like Mariah Carey that you can't avoid it. So, um, I will say that what was it? Um, so yeah, sorry, just, what's, just what's the point of the game. Yeah. The point of the game is to go from the first of December all the way through the holiday season. So through the whole month, essentially. Yeah. Without hearing Wham's Last Christmas. Right. And apparently, just today yeah. or yesterday, a DJ at somewhere, somewhere over in the UK had to apologize 
for playing last Christmas at a stadium. Oh. 7,000 people lost the game to that. That's rude. I didn't know it was from the 1st of December, um, but like midway through November, I was at my local hardware store and it came over the PA system and just, man, I can't believe I lost already. It's like, it's not even Christmas yet. Like, I don't even think mm-hmm. it was Thanksgiving yet and I've already lost. Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, it was in Northampton town in the UK. There were 7,215 people at the event. It was the 2nd of December and he ruined the well, Whamageddon for since them. Since we are talking about Christmas, there is a Christmas song that is possibly one of the earwormiest earworms there are, is. Is it the Hawaiian way? No. No. I think it's the Spanish one. Is yes. Feliz oh. Navidad. Do, 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 do. Feliz Navidad. Okay. Uh, yeah. This was one of my coworkers. Like, it, that was his remedy. Well, I think it was all his way of just trolling us that you'd be in the shop and you're like, Oh man, I got, I got the song stuck in my head. You heard that new, that new hotness on the radio. I've had that stuck in my head all day. He goes, do you want to get rid of it? And of course you'd say, sure. And then it would just be him for the rest of the afternoon recoiling around the shop, yelling Feliz Navidad at the top Feliz of his lungs. Navidad. <laughs> do, 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 Why are you doing this? You're not thinking about that other song right now, are you? <laughs> I mean, that's one way to do it. Right. But uh, there's, there's a bunch of different ways to, Get them out of your head. So singing another song or singing the song, the whole yep. idea is to overwrite that little part of your brain's RAM that has this thing stuck in it. So um, some people uh, say that um, uh, reading a book or um, uh, doing a puzzle. Cold shower. Cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> Taser yourself, you know, any anything to sort of to sort of. I'm sure go, somebody says smelling lavender oil will help. Go go find the uh, go find the members of Wham. I mean, well, a couple of problems there. Oh, I didn't say you had to find them like them alive. Right. I was going to say like unless you're unless you're uh, I don't know how have your studies in the art of necromancy been going? I haven't. We haven't caught up in a while. Uh, I'm. I dabble here and there. George Michael. When did George Michael die? George like, Michael died like, quite a few years ago now. Really? Yeah. Uh, 2016? 2016. Yeah. Been dead for seven years, nutty. Sorry, George. Sorry, George. I mean... Talk about a wham moment. He should have woken me up before he go-goed. Oh. Oh, no. See, there is an earworm again. Why are they responsible for two earworms? Uh, Because they're pop stars. Yeah. Guess what? Pop music is designed to be catchy to stick in your head. That's the... It's like a jingle, right? That's the point of pop music is that it's it it, it has to have that catchy hook. And mm-hmm. yeah, some see, people are, are a lot better at it than others. See, pop doesn't work for me in that sense. Uh, it takes a song like the, I have to resonate with the song on some level for it to get stuck in my head. Yeah. Like zombie. The oh, second I hear the opening, the, the second I hear the opening riff, that song is playing like the the lyrics are unfolding like in my the head. The cranberry zombie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The second I hear that song, or the opening, uh, the opening of "Where Is My Mind," like right away, I know uh, I got to turn up the volume, or I'm gonna have it stuck in my head all day. Right. That is a great one. That is a good one. Uh, the problem, maybe it, oh, I think it's me, but anyway. The, I've got, to, I have pretty bad tinnitus. So I have noises going on in my head all the time. And I've actually done a bunch of research about like auditory hallucinations to make sure I'm not going completely nuts. But I hear things 
that aren't there all the time. It's normally like a harmonious blending of three different pitches that warble up and down. And I hear all these things, but in the tinnitus, uh, there are songs that are out there that have notes or harmonies or melodies that blend in with my tinnitus. So Mm -hmm. I constantly think I hear these songs. So one of them um, is an old, very, very, very early piece of um, a very early piece of electronica music called Celestial Soda Pop, mm. which starts with synthesizer lines. It's it's like a ball bouncing is going dun 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 But that bouncing, that dun 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 dun, I I hear that in the back. A lot. There's a couple of different uh, prodigy songs uh, as well that the the warbling pitch of the synthesizers that are used sound like the the noises that they're in the back of my head. So mm-hmm. one of them is a song by Liam Howlett called Omen mm. that I I hear that that noise on a on a on a pretty constant basis. But uh, like Nutty was talking about how she just recently fell down a um, a, a blues rabbit hole. Uh, for me. Um, I fell down the 60s folk music rabbit hole. Yay! <laughs> which makes Nutty very happy because that's the stuff that she grew up on. But I have had The Seekers, A World of Our Own, oh. which I don't think is their song, um, but their version of it where they will leave us alone and we'll finally have a world of our own. I've had that stuck in my head. All my- I woke up. Well, funny story for our wireless listeners. Nutty snored so bad this morning, she gave herself hiccups. Thanks for sharing that with everyone. I'm so happy you did that. Mm. Uh. Is there more to that story or you just wanted to out my snoring? (laughs) No, and then that woke me up. And then I've had I've had this song stuck in my head since I woke up. But but it's all your fault. I um, there is one that you remember just reminding me of that, again, like resonates a little. Say if I had a rocket launcher. Oh. Oh, Bruce Coburn. Yeah. Ooh. That was in my head for a little while. I mean, I, I'm not completely immune, yeah. but the ones that other people would get don't get me. Right. And and yeah. everybody's different, right? Like I, mm. I, I was reading about how uh, some people it'll be uh, like snippets of speeches mm-hmm. or um, apparently there are some people. Uh, there was a huge study that was done because there are some people that claim that it can only happen with uh, songs with lyrics. Or some people are saying it can only happen with songs without lyrics. Hmm. And so they, they went and did a, you know, a bunch of research and thought that, no, it could be either or both, depending on the person. Everybody's yep. different. Yeah. Yep. I am a both person. Yeah. I am also somebody that will sing the instrumental parts of certain songs because the the sometimes the music is, is just so much part of the song you know like like um chain i will just hum that intro to chain and it's just baseline like i'll just i'll just sing that part okay what you cannot talk about the chain and use the words it's just a baseline no that is probably the greatest baseline. what i mean is i am singing the baseline it's not the actual vocals is what I'm saying. That's, I'm, mm. not, I'm not, I'm not, but, I'm not giving the baseline lack of respect. I'm saying that it is so important that but, I sing it. But Nutty, the chain will keep us together. Yeah, yes. As I'm running mm. through the shadows, the chain will keep us together. Yeah. No? It's a great song. It's a great, it's a great song. Um, By the way, your it, celestial it, sounds. 
I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but do you know what I hear when I hear that? When you hear Celestial Sotobot? What do you hear? I hear Call Me. Blondie? Yeah, the first three or four notes of the It's kind of like when you listen to Santana, Black Magic Woman, and you hear um Sailor Moon. Oh, man. What? It's true. I would love to see the South or Central American version of Sailor Moon. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, man. I just had this, like, thought. Sailor Mars is all cholo with, like, the plaid jacket and the bandana. Well, I was just thinking, like, uh, you know, she's going to stop you, but she's got her chunkla ready to throw. Right, yeah, know? they're throwing flip-flops at people. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Great. <laughs> oh, when they go into, like, their transformation thing, because they're all teenagers, yeah. right? They go into the transformation, they're all wearing their quinceañera dresses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I, I'm and and Santana plays the intro theme song. I think this is perfect. I'd be all into it. Um, while I was doing my research, um, the Kennedy Center has an article on earworms, okay. which just killed me. Yeah, and uh, some of the ones that they were referencing, um, like some of them, I I don't really get, but um, the one the Macarena. Oh yeah. Yeah, the Macarena was definitely a big one. Um the chicken dance. Yeah. Yeah, that one's been around for a long time too. Yeah. I, I, Cotton eyed Joe. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had that one stuck in my a head. Crazy frog. Crazy frog? Yep. Are you looking at a list? No. Cra- crazy frog, um the um, oh yeah, which was any, just uh, Axel left from Beverly Hills Cop, but redone with uh, oh okay. And anybody who has a child of a certain age right now will know that they hate the the words "baby shark." No, that is a great song. <laughs> baby shark, no, stop! Baby shark, come on, that's fantastic. We were getting we were getting ready for a a winter appreciation dinner a few years ago, and. One of the guys in charge had just become a new father. So he, when, while we we're all working to set up the tables and everything to feed a couple hundred people, he's like, well, I got the PA system right here. I might as well put some music on for everybody. He just put like a random playlist on from his phone. And then, yeah, it got stuck on Baby Shark. And he just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Um, Relax from Frankie Do- goes to Hollywood. Oh, yeah. That is a classic earworm though. And that I'm, is one that yeah. will just pop in your brain. You haven't heard that song in 20 years and suddenly you're like, relax, don't do it. Well, when you want to <clears throat> I'll give I, you one, I'll give you one that's multi-generational. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you're slightly younger than us, you might know the hamster dance. Oh yeah, from a few from you know the early two thousands. But if you're a little older and you were a kid on Disney movies, you remember that exact same tune as the opening theme to the Disney Robin Hood movie done by Roger Miller. But think is called whistle is that, stop. Is that whistle stop? Yeah. Come on, everybody, do the hamster dance. Be daddy, dot do do do. It's the same song. When I realized it was the same song, I I couldn't believe it. So, from the era of relax, there is a song that I was introduced to, and perhaps a way that wouldn't be introduced to people of the age at the time by a teacher obsessed with listening to it when I was in grade three or so. 
uh, I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Oh, oh that is a good one, though. Yeah, That's not, a really good one. Just not appropriate for a grade school teacher to be blasting and dancing to she in class. On the yeah. catwalk. Yeah. The catwalk. Um, yeah. So the, during Aikido, there's one of the warm-ups that we do where your hands are out front and you're spreading your fingers out and closing them, spreading them out. And it sounds very simple. Just keep doing it over and over again. So we move our hands to the side, up, around. Every now and then, I'll go out to the side, up over your head, in front, and then I'll go in a Y. There we go. And your hands are all apart. And then I do, sorry, an M, and then a C, and then an Yeah. And I do the whole YMCA thing. And uh, the funny part is, is like, this is for Sensei Danny, who's older than I am, and he's in the back. And as soon as he realizes what I'm doing, he just starts laughing. Well, the last time I did that, because usually the kids are just clueless. One of them goes, I know what you're doing. But yes. And then and then the song stuck in your head. While we're, while we're on the topic of the while we're on the topic of the village people and yes. we do have a sailor in the room. What about in the Navy? No, that one never stuck with me. No, you guys don't sing that on ship every day? Is that a myth? Yeah, very much so. Oh. Yeah. Also, apparently, quite a source of embarrassment for the American Navy. One can see that. Um, well, given the times, they didn't know what community that was associated with. And yeah. But I will say, the village people, kudos to you for using that song to get free access to military hardware to shoot a video. <laughs> um. It's a final countdown. See, oh, yeah. If you can make somebody do something, you know, you can Carry force it out. Carry on my wayward son. Hmm? Carry on my wayward son. Very much one. Well, be peace when you are done. Yeah. Or there's also that that very. Very kind of quiet, synthy, little bit of starlight instrumental at the beginning of Mr. Roboto. That that place. Yeah. Before you ever hear the domos, you're you're ready to do it. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. I love that. Um, so before we started recording, there's there's a classic one that was actually used in Roger Rabbit with the just tapping. No one can resist the old shave and a haircut. Shave and a haircut. And then it's two bits and then roger jumps out with the whole two bits which uh you know well the, yeah and that that's another the, that whole shaving a haircut thing is a is a cultural thing uh that's a western culture thing because that's more than just an earworm because that's you know that's everybody's secret knock that's oh yeah um, everybody goes by everybody that toodles a horn at somebody in a parade or driving by somebody's house is deep 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 beep beep you know yeah. everybody knows that whether you know the song it's from or not absolutely mm. yeah uh so apparently um scientists have come up with like what they think ear earworms are and some of them i'll say yeah but i think i think the biggest earworms are the ones that like i said are the ones that it's a song that you don't really like and that you find yourself humming like mm. when i'm finding myself humming all about that bass and i'm mad at myself <laughs> You hate that song. <laughs> because I hate that song. And yet you can't help it. There's only one good version of that song. And it's Is that only the PMJ good. one where they actually. Yeah, it's bring... only good because of Haley Reinhardt. Oh, I was going to say because they actually bring out a bass. Well, yeah, that. But it's also <laughs> good because of Haley Reinhardt singing. I mean, yeah, so. Haley. We love Miss Haley. Hmm. The other thing. Yeah. 
I, I, the other problem I got is, is not just singing. It's that I whistle mm-hmm. and I will whistle at work or, you know, while I'm driving or, you know, idly doing dishes or something. I'm sorry, you I, whistle while you work? Yes, I will whistle while I work. He also uh, whistles while he twerks. I, <laughs> <Do> I, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I twistle while I twerk. Oh, God. But, um, uh, yeah, so I will, you know, I'll find like a little snippet of a melody and then I'll just, I'll just whistle it away. So it's not just, it's not just singing. And, um, I remember a couple, uh, many years ago now, I was watching a lot of Formula One and another category of really catchy songs that are catchy on purpose are like national anthems. They're designed mm. and mm. written to be memorable and easy to sing and easy to remember. So I was watching Formula One during the era of Michael Schumacher and he won absolutely everything. And every weekend you would watch the, you know, the, the, the podium ceremony and you would hear the German national anthem and the Italian national anthem because he drove for Ferrari. So I have had those two national anthems stuck in my head for a long, long time. And I remember once I was, I think it was after a day's work, I'm washing my hands in the sink and I'm just whistling the German national anthem because it's stuck in my brain and the cleaner walked by and said, are you German? (laughs) No. Why are you doing that? Why are you singing that song? He's like, I I just got it stuck in my head. I watched enough one race yesterday. Sorry. No, no offense to the Germans. Am am I whistling it that badly? What's that like? Says the person who, you know, says the American with the national anthem. That's a challenging song to sing. Oh, it's not really an earworm. Although I think the other country that doesn't really have the airworm is uh, Japan. It's a lovely song and everyone sings it, but it's not really an airworm. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's a, yeah, it's, it's very different than a lot of other national yeah. anthems and Man- mandatory fun. It's we must very all sing. Mandatory fun. We must the, all sing. We yeah. must all enjoy the song. Uh, one thing uh, that was in the wiki, uh, they were talking about, uh, I guess, uh, a really good remedy for earworms, uh, people are saying, is just sing God Save the King. Mm. Um, and I, I, I'm assuming this works with the same trick as Feliz Navidad. I suppose, <laughs> but then you've got the struggle that I have here, which just, most Americans have. Just sing my country, tis of thee, then, jeepers. <laughs> the same tune! Uh, now, if I were to say that I had millions of peaches. Peaches for me. Millions of peaches. Peaches were, for free. Peaches come from a can. They were put there by a man in the factory downtown. That was a big one for me. Under I think the that same was in my head for like ten years. In the in the same vein, Lump sat alone on a bench in the park. Ah, ah he's Lump. He's Lump. He's I mean, the presidency of the United States of America had a really good sensibility for having songs that weren't pop but had that pop hook to them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Very much so. Um, corn, freak on a leash. That little lyrical thing that, um, the lead singer does that I will not try to imitate, but he, it's almost like a jazz sort of a scatting. Hmm. He does over the breakdown. That'll get stuck in your head. Such a great video, too. I was actually just on, uh, I was on a social media site a little while ago and somebody had posted a picture of they had just had a little girl. And they submitted the paperwork at the hospital for um, her birth certificate. And the name of the child was Cora, K-O-R-A. Mm. And somebody along the way between the hospital and the social security office had made a mistake so that when the birth certificate was issued, it came back and the child's name is Corn, K-O-R-N. 
<laughs> nice. And they're like, man, you got to fix that fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for a little while, um, Party in the USA was definitely an earworm that as soon as I got in contact with one of my nibblings, they were just humming it all the time. And is I that, was stuck. Is that Andrew WK? No, that's Miley Cyrus. Oh. Oh, I think I know the one you're thinking about. Yeah, the other party, party, party. We're going to have a party, 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 yeah. party, party. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say they were into the guy whose entire existence was I party. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> very different song. Which is a very shallow existence, I'm going to say. Now, I just met you, and this is crazy. But here's my number. Call was that maybe? noise? You can call me maybe. That's yeah, another that good got, one. That got stuck in there good for a bit. Um, you know, we talked about jingles, but th- there's another another category that I think we got to hit real quick, mm-hmm. um, and that's children's programming because children's programming I is love you, you love me, Josh, we, oh, is instant. It, it, children's programming is designed uh, to be repetitive and memorable, mm-hmm. and that means catchy, and that means they get stuck in your brain, whether you've got kids or not. You know, if you're a Canadian, it uh, if you happen to hear Sharon, Lois, and Bram, you will find yourself at one point or another singing uh, "The Elephant in the Spider Web" or "Skidamarinky Dinky Dink" or any of the um, oh, I am slowly going crazy. One, two, three, four, five, six. Which the cat going came back. Six, five, four, three, two. The one, very two, next, next day, day. <laughs> the cat came back. <laughs> we thought he was honor. <laughs> Which uses the same chord progression as Hit the Road Jack. Yeah. Well, I thought it was the same thing. And Boom. Chaos's Crab Bucket. And there is a, uh, you can find a clip of, uh, Fred Penner, the singer of the famous version of The Cat Came Back, who actually does all three songs at once. Cause Fred's a genius. Cause Fred Penner's amazing. But, uh, now there are two songs that just don't end and they were bad the- to have as earworms. Oh, God. Because one is the song that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friends. Some people um, started singing it, not knowing what it was. But we'll forever be singing it forever just because this is a song that never um, ends. That was uh, Lamb Chop. Lamb Chop. Yes. But I, I forget the name of the- uh, Lewis. Sherry Lewis. Sherry Lewis. Did she write that or was that written? Was that? Was that, is that song older than her? Or anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, but, it always remind me of John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith um, because that, you know, it, it was very much the same thing. Um, but this is the song that never ends. It says it was written by ABC Kids. Okay. Oh, no, um, uh, it is. Um, great first idea. time it was on. Um, uh, it was for the theme of Lamb Chops Play Along, so oh, it, it was written, written for, the show. for okay. the show. Okay. Just, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Vox. Go ahead. No, it's it's one of those things where it's like the only way you can get that song out of your head is if you uh, barbecue lamb chop and uh, enjoy with a little bit of mint sauce. Uh, <laughs> if if I remember oh, the man. show, the, the, the song was the end credit song. Yeah, and it was one of the characters. I believe it was Buster the horse who would start singing it to annoy Sherry, and it was all about her trying to run away to not have this song stuck in her head while the rest of the cast follows her along. Which is really funny because they're all puppets, and she's the ventriloquist. Yes. So- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was written by Sherry Lewis. Oh, by her longtime producer. Sorry, Bernard Rothman. 
So it was written for the show. But uh, another song that uh, Wikipedia mentions I might want to be interested in, in addition to John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith, is Michael Finnegan. Beginning. <clears throat> oh, you don't know that song? It's, no, but that's like Pete and repeat. It's it's a whole other thing. Yeah, it's it's he had whiskers on his chin again. Along came the wind and blew them in again. Poor old Michael Finnegan. Begin again. And then you start over. Yeah. yeah. Uh. uh now there's a great earworm song that always comes back in my head and it was on Sesame Street and it was on by the Pointer Six Pointer Sisters and it was one of my brother's favorites but the 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 see you got to sing the music too it's so important um there is a theme song there's a theme song to a French sorry to a Canadian children's TV show called The Friendly Giant yeah. Where mm. look, look way, way up. the friendly giant. But the theme song, which was just a, a simple flute melody. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess is a very, very old English folk song called Early One Morning. Goes as far back as 1787. But mm. for the longest, uh, for quite a time, when, when Joss Whedon was the king of the world and Buffy was the best show on TV... There was a time that Spike was walking down the road singing this song to himself and because it was his trigger. Yeah. The earworm was a trigger implanted in his head that turned him murderous again. But then I'm like, oh, that's the theme song to the friendly giant. And then all the Buffy fans are like, no, that's the song from Buffy. It was written by Spike because James Marsters, the best person. I was like, guys, I think that song's a little bit older than Buffy. Like, I used to listen to the song in the early 80s. No, you're wrong. It's on Buffy because we love Buffy. Well, I mean, how many times does that happen? Somebody's like, oh, I, I remember when it was Kanye, right? Did uh, a version of Harder, Faster, Stronger. Yeah. And Daft Punk actually wrote it for him when he said he wanted to do a remix or something. Yeah, he's they're in like, the video. They're in the yeah, video. And they're everything. like, we'll, we'll write it for you. And my nieces who are in their thirties now and were teenagers at the time. So let's put this in perspective here. We're like, I was like, they were making t-shirts and it said harder, faster, strong. I'm like, what? You're daft punk fans. And they're like, what? No, that's Kanye. Oh, Aunt Nutty doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, you sweet summer child. But that that's what happens. You know, you 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 only know it from what you you first heard it. There's as. a there's a you know, you might be a person that thought that Nirvana wrote the man who sold the world. But they did. Well, you're you're trolling. Uh, <laughs> and and I was oblivious because I, I yeah. did not know that yeah. that song was a cover. So yeah. surprised to find out that because well, I'd love the Nirvana version, and then to find out that David Bowie did the original, and David Bowie's version is also amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's it's just like you know, I I love that uh, Disturbed lent the lyrics for their uh, for their song to a small pair of artists that were up yeah. and coming. I mean, Simon and Garfunkel, yeah, small pair yeah. of up and coming folk artists. Yeah, yes, man, they did such a great acoustic cover of that heavy metal song. Yeah, and and just the idea that. Um, you know, Johnny Cash was nice enough to give Trent Reznor the the rights to play um, Hurt, right? So. <laughs> yeah, and so transformative of Trent Reznor to take a song about old age and turn it into a song about heroin addiction. I mean, yeah, no, it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, you have no idea what we're talking about. We we've done those two things backwards, yes. but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, you hear that again and again, and it, it goes back a long, long time. Um, uh, UB40 in the '80s did a a reggae song called Red Red Wine. The 
That's Neil Diamond. That's Neil Diamond. Which, it's really good as you know, Neil Diamond too. Yeah, think think of it as like a think of a, instead of a to change it into a reggae song is sort of really sort of completely transformative uh, in a completely different different style and cadence and meter. But you know the original is done like a like a soft sort of like a a Vegas lounge show ballad. Mm. I kind of thought during one of the instrumental breaks that he was going to tell me to try the fish. You know, <laughs> walk over to table three, wish her a happy birthday. You know. It really does sound like like that type of thing, but man, do not listen to Neil's if you don't want that one stuck in your head. That's a uh, red, red, red one. one. Oh, ah, but speaking of Neil Diamond, hmm. oh god, because if I say "Sweet Caroline," ba, 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 ba. everybody's got to do the ba ba ba. Every wedding on earth, I think. Yeah, I mean, it kind of has to be right. Like, did we play it at ours? Uh, yes, yes. And Cotton Eye Joe was also played at ours. Yeah, no, but, not but, to our choice, though. No. That almost. was, that was, uh, the nibblings hijacking, gra- grabbing their iPods and handing it to the DJ. Almost heaven. Almost heaven. West Virginia. Oh, <laughs> yes. Country <laughs> roads. Also very nice of that 12 year old Japanese girl yes. to, uh, let, let some aging country rocker play that for it. Play exactly. that. Oh, no. It, I was going to say it was awful nice of Merlin to let them both sing, uh, both sing it. But Merlin? The, the second Kingsman movie. There's a wonderful rendition of the song. Oh, I'm going to have oh, to go remember. back and check that out. I, I don't, don't remember, remember that. that. Uh, it's when he was in the minefield mm-hmm. causing a distraction just before bad things happened. Okay. I mean, it sounds familiar, but is that the yeah. one? It, it, I'm I'm assuming this is that it's in, that's the second one where they meet the American version of Kingsman. Yes. Well, no, this was the wait. Was that the? Yeah, it was the, that was the one. Yeah, the one with Elton John actually. Yeah. Yes, with Elton John. Oh, God, that, that was very funny. <laughs> Elton yeah. John was quite fun in that movie. I will say, mm-hmm. I I did enjoy that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just having those those little earworms. I mean, they do. They kind of invade. Um, and right now with Christmas, it's how many Christmas songs are going to be those, you know, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, which I didn't know was Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney until just this month. Did not know that. I always thought it was the Beatles. It's a Beatle. Yeah. But I thought it was, I thought it was like the Beatles Christmas song. Yeah. All the Beatles are the same. Are they now? Trolls troll hard. (laughs) Keep you trolling on, man. Oof. Ringo was the best Beatle anyway. Oh, that's like that old that old gag. But what's it like being the best drummer in the world? And Paul McCartney goes, he's not even the best drummer in the band. <laughs> but um, zing. You know, I like, think it's apocryphal, but it is rather funny. Yeah, and and I would hope that Paul's not that rude. <laughs> oh, you know, it probably is. So I'm going to ask before we close up. Give me one Christmas earworm. We're going to send them packing with earworms. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. That's a good one. Oh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Um, Walking home. From our house Christmas Eve. You may say there's no such thing as Santa. As for me and Grandpa, we believe. See, it works. Everybody uh, sang it. Okay, I'll give you a good one. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Holy Night, specifically now the Eric Cartman, Cartman version. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, if you've never heard Vox, is bloody brilliant. That's terrible. It's just failing your knees. <laughs> it's so good. Especially because we know that Matt and Trey can sing. 
yeah. and they can sing like they've won Tonys. Like they can sing and they can write songs, and you know, but then to purposely do what is one of the great Christmas songs badly on purpose? Yeah, yeah, really funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So the um, baby, it's cold outside. No matter what the controversy is, no matter what the lyrics are, because I've heard some pretty good updated ones. There was a really good one on Instagram where it was the guy was just respecting all her boundaries and trying to call her an Uber. Is that the one where he was rapping? Uh, maybe. Okay. But, uh, uh, that one, even if you don't like the lyrics, like it just, it, it kind of sticks in your head for sure. And uh, I'll also throw in Santa Baby, so like a two for one. And uh, if you haven't seen Miley Cyrus updating the lyrics, much to Jimmy Kimmel's chagrin, uh, it is fantastic because she doesn't want anything. She can buy her own diamonds. Um, but yeah, yeah, baby, it's cold outside. And uh, Santa Baby. Uh, as, sung by, as sung by Catwoman. Yes. A ring, a ring, darling. That'll get stuck in your head. <laughs> and let us know what is your favorite earworm. That's it. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. want to give a very special thank you to our patrons um and there's going to be more information about that coming up the patrons listen in i'm gonna have another episode for you coming up but um thank you so much to our top tier big daddy patrons thank you to jacks our top biggest daddy thank you to jason and rich the tt thank you to our patrons of the arts mark cabot uh sorry i'm pausing there uh the encaffeinated one different mark um uh, melissa the bathtub mermaid and susanna and thank you to all of our other patrons who keep everything going the the first time patron uh, or rather our first patron shane thank you to selgenor andy cliff greg harold hugh ian justine ken kinsey mike pcat radical geek Will and Zach Mann. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye. Nutty Bites is produced by Nimlas Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution No Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 International License. That means you can't change it without my permission. You can share it and send it to your friends. Just link back to me, my site, and everything. We live at nimlas.org, which has links to everything social media, including facebook.com slash group slash Nutty Bites and patreon.com slash nukejoss, or call 347-Nutty42.